Matthew chapter 8, if you have your Bibles. I uh, mentioned this morning, I'm going to minister on healing. We're going to pray for some people, and God is going to heal them. Because Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. And he wants to show this. He wants to show his ministry in the earth. In Acts chapter 10, Jesus, uh, I'm sorry, Peter had gone to a house, a man, uh, he was uh, an Italian's house, he was a Roman, and he's describing Jesus to this man. This man had had a vision, an angel had visited him and sent uh, him to get Peter, and he says in Acts 10.38, Peter the apostle says these words, and you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, and Jesus went around doing good healing all that were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And so here we see that Jesus, we know that much of the ministry we read about, it's either Jesus teaching parables or healing someone. Much of the Gospels, you can bring them down to those two things. He would teach a parable, a sower went out to sow and had scattered seed and da-da-da. And then they would bring the sick to him and there was Peter, mother-in-law, and we're going to look at her and some others. How God has planned and purpose, and he gave this power to the church that we can see people healed. I want to read, it's a little lengthy, but it's 18, uh, 17 verses, uh, but I think it's worthy to look at this because it does give us some tremendous insight in how Jesus heals people. Matthew chapter 8, beginning in verse 1, it says, a large uh, a large crowds followed Jesus, and he came down uh, uh, as he came down the mount, uh, mountainside. And suddenly, a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. Lord, the man said, "If you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean." Jesus reached out and touched him, said, "I am willing. Be healed." And instantly, the leprosy disappeared. Then Jesus said to him, don't tell anyone about this. Instead, go to the priest and let him examine you, take an offering and required by the law of Moses to those who have been healed of leprosy. And this will be a public testimony that you have been cleansed. And when Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pled with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed paralyzed And in terrible pain, Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come into my house. Just say the word uh, from where you are and my servant will be healed because I know I'm under authority of my supervising officers and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go and they will go, come and they will come. And if I desire my slaves, do this, and they will do it. And Jesus heard this, and he was amazed. Turning to those who were following, he says, I tell you the truth. I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. And I tell you again, many Gentiles will come from all over the world, from the east and the west, and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast of the kingdom. But many Israelites from whom the kingdom was prepared will be thrown into darkness where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. 
And Jesus said to the Roman officer, go back home because you believed it will happen. And a young servant was healed the same hour. And when Jesus arrived at Peter's house, Peter's mother-in-law was sick in bed with a high fever. And when Jesus touched her hand, the fever left and she got up and prepared a meal for him. And the evening, uh, that evening, many demons possessed people were brought to Jesus and he cast out the evil spirits with a simple command and he healed all the sick and fulfilled the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah. He took our sickness and removed our diseases. In this text, we have three different people who get healed. These are three different, totally different needs. There's the leprous man who comes to Jesus, heal me. There's the servant that is in bed uh, that needs a touch from God that uh, many believe that this servant probably had some form of epilepsy. And then there's uh, the Peter's mother-in-law that had sick fever, probably a flu or some kind of infection in her body. And Jesus doesn't discriminate. He doesn't say, oh, well, this one's too hard, but I can do this one. I can heal this. Uh, uh, that person uh, isn't worried. He doesn't make any discriminations. He simply begins to heal all of these kinds of preachers. I've been ministering for 30 plus years as a pastor. I prayed for the sick, uh, uh, and I've seen God do uh, some incredible, incredible miracles. There have been uh, people that I've prayed for. I've mentioned before the first dramatic miracle I had was a young boy who was deaf in one ear. And God healed this young man, and he went home and got on the phone, talked to his grandmother, who was an unbeliever, using the phone against the ear that had been previously deaf. I could tell you about the man in Trinidad who, uh, he had massive, massive migraines for years and years, debilitating migraines. And how we prayed, he got healed. I went back uh, and uh, uh, actually went to dinner at his house and such uh, about four years later. And he said, I haven't had a headache since. There's a woman in Uganda. She was actually kinked like this. She would walk like this. Severe neck pain. And we prayed, she got totally healed. A woman in Holland, she had deep skin problems. Eczema and such had developed, and we prayed for her. She got healed. I also found out after I pastored the church that I had gone to Lithuania one time and prayed for a young woman there who had eczema. And God had healed her, but I didn't know that for many years, even after I took over the church. She then described, and part of it was a language barrier, but how God had healed her. Her mother-in-law had tremendous stomach problems. Absolutely, she was, she was, she's quite a woman. (laughs) She was, she was, she had the personality of a porcupine for a while. You know, don't get too close or you're going to get hurt. 
And she was angry and mad, and part of it was her husband had passed away, and her second husband had passed away, and so there was just difficulty in coming out of the Soviet system. I can't imagine what some of those people went through. And I remember praying with her, and she got healed. And not only did she get healed physically, she totally changed. She actually began to smile. She actually began to uh, enjoy life. Her granddaughters were in the church, and she actually began to show some kind of affection towards her them, which she really hadn't shown before. I prayed for a woman once who had had a stroke. She had no balance. And what was funny about this is I prayed for, the church was on a second floor. And in that second floor, you actually went outside to go down the stairs. And they were metal stairs. And they were, they were quite steep. I don't know why, but Holland has very steep stairs. They would never match code in the United States. They're very steep. And, and so these were outside stairs and such. And so she had carefully come up. They had to help her up. A couple of men had to actually help her, one in front, one behind, and get her up to the service. Uh, she came. We prayed. She went down the stairs by herself. So impressed by that, she's like, wow, that was great. She turned around and went up the stairs. She's like, I, I couldn't do this before. Balance was restored. I could go on, uh, legs growing out. Uh, I could go on, you know, uh, 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 on and on. A man with a heart murmur. Young man had been, had a heart murmur, totally healed. Hole in his heart, irregular beats. It affected him so many ways. I could go on and on and on on how God healed. When I, before I was saved, because I was involved in some things, I had developed gastroenteritis. And this had to do with some uh, occult stuff that I had been playing with. But basically what happens is your small intestine swells up with gas. It's very, very, very painful. Twice they almost operated on me for an appendicitis because that is the kind of pain that is very similar to uh, that you press on the stomach, you know, I yelp in pain, that uh, they did it, they finally figured out it wasn't that, they were able to give me a shot and take care of it. I got saved, renounced some things, and instantly I have never had gastroenteritis. I didn't say I didn't have gas, I just said I didn't have gastroenteritis again. Never have had that kind of pain and debilitating time. I've seen different people healed, and this is just some. I've seen God deliver. I had the privilege, uh, not the last time I went to Holland, but the time before that, and I go to Holland a lot because I have lots of reasons to go there, uh, grandkids mostly. And so, but I preached a revival for Pastor Bert Fladiris. And uh, a young man had just gotten in touch with me. He had been in our fellowship, gotten saved at a crusade that I had, he had come up for back pain. But when he came up for back pain, God delivered him. 
totally delivered this young man. He was tormented. He was socially outcast. Uh, There were all sorts of things. God totally delivered him. He's married today. got four uh, beautiful kids uh, and uh, all duchies. They're all three little girls. They're all blonde. They're all absolutely adorable and cute. I was able to meet with him uh, and see what God is doing. He had moved to uh, taking a job in uh, in Austria and and, and it just recently moved back uh, to Holland and was uh, thinking of making his way back to church, which would have been really, really good. But saw him healed, touched and delivered. I could go on. Others that I've seen from cancer to headaches, from short legs to skin disease, all sorts of things. God heals. In our text, it's very interesting. There's some common threads that we can look at. One is that when healing is involved with spoken words. I'm not a pastor that just prays for lots of people and just, okay, we're going to pray. And I'm going to pray for I engage them in a prayer. Every one of these speaks. We see this very interestingly, that in chapter, in verse 2, the lepers comes to Jesus and he says, Lord, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. The servant obviously doesn't come, but his master does come and says, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you in my house, but you speak your word from where you are and my servant will be healed. There's something about engaging people's faith. If you're going to pray for the sick, you need to engage their faith. You engage their faith by having them say a prayer putting their words into it, having them begin to speak faith. I take authority. I command this pain to leave my body, my leg to grow out, my headache to leave, my cancer to leave. I curse it. You engage them to speak this out. There's something about when you and when words are spoken, it gives authority why Jesus led people in prayers. He had them. He engaged them. It's very interesting. The men uh, who are on the side of the road uh, as he's leaving Jericho uh, that say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon me. They're blind. They're begging on the road. Uh, Jesus stops. He has the men come over and he says, what do you want me to do for you? Uh, Really? Like, it's not obvious? I'm sure they weren't going, you know, I got this toothache right here. It's kind of been bothering. They're blind. Why does he ask them? To engage their faith. It is good to have them speak. Sometimes they need to forgive. Sometimes they need to let things go, break a curse, whatever it might be. Two times in our text, he lays hands on people in our in the leper in verse 3 Jesus reached out and touched him he said I'm willing be healed and instantly it disappeared 
In verse 15, it says, Jesus touched her hand. This is Peter, mother-in-law, and the fever left her. Jesus laid hands. He said in Matthew, I'm sorry, Mark 16, 18, you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. There's something about uh, that contact, that moment uh, of releasing faith. Uh, and this is seen throughout the book of Acts, Acts 5.12. Uh, the apostles were performing uh, miraculous signs and wonders among the people. And all the believers uh, were meeting uh, regularly in Solomon's porch uh, in the com- uh, and uh, seeing God move. Uh, the apostles uh, in Acts chapter 14 uh, stayed there a long time preaching the grace uh, and proving the message, uh, seeing miraculous signs and wonders. Uh, Acts 19, uh, 11, Paul, uh, God gave Paul power to perform unusual miracles. In fact, in Acts 19, they cut up cloths because they couldn't all get there. He prayed for the cloths. They brought the pieces of cloth to people and they laid them on and God healed them. The magic is not in the cloth. It's the power of God that's released through the church. And when we have faith to, do the, to see this, God really does move. As I was talking with Pastor Campbell and some others... He made this statement to me, and I, it, this is what kind of stirred me along these lines, is that COVID has had like very strange lasting effects on people. And he said, this is demonic. We have to see this broken and uh, this is affected. This is part of what Pastor Luna is going through. He, he got COVID really bad and, and, uh, and developed all these things. He had none of these problems before then. So we're going to believe God to set people free. Now, obviously, COVID is not the only reason why people are sick. There's injuries. Sometimes you've opened yourself up to things. Sometimes there's family curses involved. There's family history. God wants to heal. Psalms 103, verse 2 and 3 says, Let... All that I am, praise the Lord, and never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins. He heals all my diseases. God wants to heal people. There's people here, maybe it's just a little pain in your body. Maybe it's a residual from COVID. Maybe it's a long-term physical issue. God wants to touch people tonight. Uh, And so we're going to pray for people and believe God to heal them. Let's bow our heads for just a moment. You're here. First and foremost, one of the greatest things you can be healed from is your sin. Don't let me forget his benefits. He heals and he forgives. You've been involved in things that Bother your conscience. God wants to do a miracle in your life. He wants to forgive you, touch you, set you free. It's a, sometimes even a package deal. I had a woman come into my church. She didn't even tell us she had AIDS. This was 1990. When it was a death sentence, she prayed a simple prayer of salvation 
and her blood count changed. A miracle transpired. We didn't even pray for her. She was actually scared to tell us that we would throw her out because of the just a very different disease at that point of time. There was political things. There were social things going on. There were all sorts of things. She was just nervous. She had got it through dirty needles. She and her husband were heroin addicts. God set them free, saved them, and they made heaven their home. You're here and you're not right with God. You want God to touch your life. I wonder if you'd slip up your hand. Pray for me. Or you're backslidden. Away from God. Involved in things maybe nobody knows about, but you know and God knows. Isn't that enough? You want to come back to Jesus. Very quickly, slip up your hand.